This is the Two Guys Being Dudes podcast with your host, Jared Camden and Jason Adams. Two average guys just being dudes. From MMA to golf, from Big Brother to Fargo, from Fireball to Pappy, they talk it all. Welcome to episode four of Two Guys Being Dudes. Wait, we made it four episodes? Are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? Honey, we fucking made it. Wow. How's it going over there, Jason? Good, good. Going right in, right away, huh? Oh, this whole, this is the dog days of summer. There's nothing going on. Out of nowhere comes Conor McGregor and Money Mayweather. Four press conferences, four cities, four days. They're all late to the press conferences. They're dressing like idiots. It's combat fighting in its purest form mentality. My favorite. Jason, How did, what did you think of everything? Have you been in touch as much as me? No, obviously not in touch as much as you. Wish I could have been. But I have watched many of the highlights. Uh, I caught, I'd say, pretty much all of the first one. And then just bits and pieces of the the last three. Of course, you get all the highlights, all the racist stuff, all the sexual stuff. So got that right out of the way. Quote unquote racist. Quote unquote. I mean, come on. What do you think was worse? Connor saying that he's black from his waist down to his kneecaps or Money Wayweather dropping the heavy F word on Connor? Uh, you know, I think it's funny because. One is a stereotype that I would be, if I was African-American, would embrace wholeheartedly. Uh, and in our socially motivated uh, society today, dropping the F-bomb is a quite a different F-bomb than what it was just a few years ago. So I guess that's probably the worst thing to have happened in the whole deal. Yeah, Money Mayweather struck out on that one. But uh, can anything beat Conor McGregor right now as a professional athlete with a swag? I mean, is he... I mean, he's he's up there, right? I mean, he's got to be a top three guy now all time with the way he carries himself. He's Vince McMahon levels now. Yeah. Um, unbelievable the way he's rocketed out of just MMA now into cross-culture kind of shock. I don't have him in top three. Uh, maybe top ten. Maybe top five. I'd have to think a little bit harder on that one. But, uh, yeah, your take on him and Mayweather uh, and the buildups that's going on. Do you like it? Oh, I've loved it. Um, well, the one thing I hate is Showtime. I'd love to bring up Steven Espinoza, the guy who runs it. The whole time, everything he's got going on at the show. Yes, I just threw a pen at my cats, if anybody was wondering why I got quiet there for a second. Uh, he is just getting verbally used by Conor McGregor. You would think Conor McGregor is fighting him. I, every single press conference fuck you you and he's just going in on this guy and victor can't do anything victor's making millions so he's just got to sit there and eat it the victor espinoza he sits on floyd's side like everything is so they are so behind floyd and they just can't stand this mma guy coming in um but yeah i think everything's been great i think here's the one thing that that you can tell throws it off connor doesn't bring up the fact that floyd beat, beat has beat women and has been caught, like, has been convicted of beating women. So he's a little hands-off on that. These dudes are friends. They respect each other. They laugh when one gets over on something else. So that kind of sucks. I wish they were more of enemies. But that's why Conspiracy Jared right here is kind of thinking 
What's better than Connor against Money Mayweather? Connor against Money Mayweather too. And I think Mayweather knows that. Is the fix in a little bit here? Am I crazy to think? I, I mean, I'm betting my money on Connor. I'll never, Connor will never fight one more time in his life without me holding a ticket in my hand. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm 100% positive that posters are already printed for two. Uh, just in such a way that uh, World Series champions gear is printed and delivered in the locker room before the game is won, I'm very confident there's going to be a two. The only way that there isn't a two is if some sort of random, horrible, boring event occurs and there's just a massive amount of hate rendered towards both of them because... It was boring. It was a fix. It was a setup. It was something like that. But I think the chances of that are like 5%, right? I think yeah, 90... Connor is going to go for it, man. Connor is just not afraid of his punches. Connor is, I mean, I am an idiot. I know this. I, I bet favorites. I usually do. I won't lie to anybody. I, just, I will, every single, like, there's nothing in my mind that says Connor can't do this. Like, everybody doubts Connor every step of the way. And he just fucking does it. I mean, there's just, uh, I, to me, I would put, uh, right now, Connor's plus $475. You bet 100 you win 475 Vegas is getting stolen from right now. I'm telling you, they shouldn't be doing it like this, Jason. Uh, well, I think the one thing I've learned about Vegas is they're right a lot more than they're wrong. Uh, and in this case, I'm surprised that the odds have remained up this high at 475. I think initially, what was it, 1200, 1500 was the odds? Yeah. I saw 13, 13 and 1200s back in the day. I mean, so the, I was expecting, I was talking with somebody the other day and we were just chatting, and I was fairly confident it was 300 at this point. So to hear it's still at 475 is amazing. Wait, wait. Dude, you're, you're talking to other people about this? Yeah, I know. I oh, know. I, th- I thought we exclusively talked about sports. What the hell, man? <laughs> <laughs> they approached me on it. I was walking down oh, the street. <laughs> I see how it is now, Jason. I see how it is. You got it. You got it. So, you know, it's it, as we talk about them, one of the things that I, I love about these two guys, the intros when they walk in, the very first one, if you saw it, if you caught it, Connor kind of walked out. There was no one really there. His music wasn't really playing. He kind of walked, and in a later interview, he was joking that he walked and he saw uh, written in chalk on the floor. It said McGregor, so he just went over there and stood. Um, but when the music gets going and does it really loud and it's going and it announces them and they put their names across and their nicknames come flying across, it is awesome. The spectacle of it. UFC needs to learn how to make a ring entrance more like this in my book. After watching Strike Force and seeing their pretty decent entrances and seeing what Connor's doing here, you need it. Well, UFC needs to teach, or boxing needs to learn from UFC some stuff on time. (laughs) I waited one hour and 37 minutes watching promos before they came out on the stage in New York City. And then everything's just a kerfuffle on the stage every single time. They don't know if Connor's supposed to have a mic. They don't know this. Victor Espinosa's just getting booed the whole time, doesn't know he should get off stage. UFC is a lot more like, we do it like this, we do it like this. We do. So there needs to be a meeting in the middle. But there's one thing we can't argue in this fight, Jason. These are two of the best nicknames of all time. Would you argue that? Oh, I would argue with, against it. No, yeah. Connor with Notorious. He is... He's, he's so young. He just turned 29. He's going to be in our lives for 10 more years of fighting. And then Money Mayweather. You don't even say Floyd half the time. 
So everybody really liked how we drafted our uh, presidential teams for basketball a few weeks ago, which, by the way, I convincingly uh, like my team is so good. Well, I mean, the good thing about politics is it's 50 50 and I'm fairly confident that my backcourt was going to be dominant in this fashion. Everybody's talking about the Federalist size downside, downside, down inside. And you know that. Well, I, I believe at this point, as a gentleman, after reviewing the teams, I do feel confident that your team would probably win six out of ten. So I'm going to let you have that one because, uh, again, being the gentleman on this side. All right. So let's get it. Nicknames are what make, make us connect with the athlete the most, I think. Uh, there's a couple I want to say right out loud and say what I think of their nickname, but we can't because I might get drafted. But it is a big part of your persona. So uh, you want to do this, the, the tail or the heads or tails in your head again? Uh, uh, let I- me ask you one question, though. As we're starting to build this, are we just building the very five best nicknames based it's, on... It's- Five that you like the most, like the five that resonate okay. the most to you or what you can say. I mean, you're going to kick like I'm going to pick one that's not the best, but it resonates with me because I think it's hilarious. Right. OK. OK. I got you. So. All right. And I've got that. Everybody, everybody listening can vote on our Facebook page after this. The top five best list. Jared yeah. versus well, my, Jason. Mine's going to be best. So they can probably just pause it now. They can go to Facebook. Go ahead and say I did the best and then they can just listen again. That'd be great. Okay. Well, I'm glad you're confident, but what we do know is uh, that we've got a massive amount of listeners that are going to weigh in, and I can't wait to see the results of this, because nothing's better than the silent, enjoyable, savoring moments of victory that's posted on the most public forum in the entire world. So I look forward to this. It's the place to be, Jason. Things are going on right now. It is. It is. Since I'm a gentleman... I picked first last time. You know what? I, I uh, Go ahead and give you the floor, Jason. You can have the first pick in this draft. Okay, I want to clarify a couple rules here, too. It's the ones that are most valuable to us, or is it the one that makes you laugh the most? Is it because I have an obvious one that I just have to go with? Um, and to me, it is even... There's only three or four nicknames to me that are really just the top of the list when you think it you think nothing else of it and growing up when i did the most obvious one in the world and i know you're going to give me grief but to me it's still michael air jordan so air. you're going with air absolutely <laughs> see I don't, I i don't like this at all it relates whenever to in every argument you ever have though you never say air jordan air jordan is a brand don't get me wrong air jordan talk, air jordan air MJ. jordan you say MJ, you say Michael Jordan, you say Jordan. Nobody says air. His so nickname, that's why I, it's a, his, I'm saying I think this is an amazing pick because it has billions and billions of dollars behind it. But it is he doesn't even need a nickname. So air fit and it's perfect, but nobody calls him Air Jordan. I did. When we were hanging out, he always asked me to refer <laughs> to him as air. Yeah. Uh, hey, that's fine. That's fine. Okay. I, I'm, I'm, you know what? I'm going with a titan of the game just as as big as Michael Jordan, I'm going with Babe Ruth. Okay. But here's the trick. The Babe isn't the nickname. No. The Sultan, Sultan. of Swat. There is few words that you can put together that sound better than the Sultan of Swat. Like, back in the day, that was the game ender. When, like, they wouldn't – well, Great Gambino is also a great nickname. Don't get me wrong. 
But when you have something like that, that nickname lives on forever. No one can ever take it from you. It is his. To me, I'm winning right now because the salt of the swat is better than Well, I, I think if we're going to use that type of philosophy on arguing these, I have one to me that has a better uh, alliteration that I like more that is reminiscent of your Sultan of Swat, who is so powerful because of how recognizable the baseball player is. So I'm going to go away from somebody that's that recognizable, but the nickname to me is still one of the greatest of all time. And it's the Dean of Mean, Keith Jardine. Wow. <laughs> Whoa. I'm going to shock you by saying that was not on my list. That's Are amazing. you kidding so you just like the rhyming, you just like the whole, the whole setup. His, his personality, the way he looked, and it was just the perfect nickname, the Dean of Mean. And oh, that's it was, good. And it was the time when UFC was just kind of hitting its maturity phase, and he was still just a little bit crazy and wild. And when he walked in, I loved Keith Jardine. So, yes. That's... No, 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 no. That is a very good. I have one UFC guy that's just off my list. I won't use him because you might have him. But UFC nicknames usually are great, too. But it's always the guy who's like, actually, it could be the salt in the swat. And the guy gets nick- knocked out, and you're like, oh, but I love this nickname. Why did that guy have to get knocked out early in his career? Right. All right. Uh, my second guy, also just a titan in a sport. I think this could be the greatest sports nickname of all time. I just want to go ahead and get the salt on my team. The Intimidator, Dale Earnhardt Sr. He drove the black car. He wrecked people to win and was beloved. He completely would, like, eh, break the kind of white line rules that you weren't supposed to do in NASCAR, and no one cared. And his nickname in a black car was the Intimidator. Jason, thoughts? Uh, I'd like you to reference episode one. Uh, it was minute marker 37, where we agreed that we would never speak of NASCAR again. So because of that functionality, we are removing the Intimidator. I gotta, hey, hold on, hold on. No, 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 no. I want the great one, then, Wayne Gretzky. The great one. Okay, we, I'll allow you to bring the great one back into play. But Rest no one ever went, hey, the great one, Wayne Gretzky's in the room. As they were probably more likely to say, hey, that's Michael Air Jordan. Than- but but uh, we're, both of us are not going to use the chosen one, which is the King's nickname. I guess King's his nickname as well. The great one, though. It has one in it. Great. So you're, the, you're the greatest, even though I would argue he's not. But for nicknames, I think the great one is just because anytime they say his name, they're going to be like, Wayne, the great one. Or no, I guess they wouldn't say that. They'd say it in the beginning. But nobody's saying Air Jordan, so whatever. Your, your pick. Okay. So I'm going back one that I personally connected with. It was one of my favorite. It was one of my childhood favorites. Uh, still, to this day, nobody calls him by his real name. Uh, and I think it's appropriate, both from every perspective in the sports world and in his, the world that he interacts uh, with, what he does today. Uh, and that would be William, the refrigerator pair. Oh, oh, it was my number five. I was trying to sneak him in at the very end. Refrigerator such a good one. It's the, oh, the ads back in the day where he was oh. so much taller than the refrigerator. Everything about that. That, that is an all time, all timer. I, I got to give you that one. Good. Good. I, I, I'm reaching back to some uh, old school basketball right here. Um, a guy who was on the left, like, there's not much video, so we don't know too much, but the, all the stories you hear through time. Pistol Pete Maravich. Yeah. Here's a guy with his nickname. You can't just say Pete Maravich because his name, the Pistol Pete Maravich, comes out. 
I don't think there's much better than Pistol Pete. No, I'm going to... using a gun reference these days as your nickname. <laughs> no, I, I'm going to give you uh, that one. That's a great pick. Uh, it's such a great pick that it's on my list. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I agree with you because even to this day, I never say Pete Maravich. I always say Pistol Pete. Uh, exactly. and, and that's the epitome of an awesome nickname. Uh, if you just don't even use the guy's real name and you just call him Pistol and everybody yeah. knows, oh, I know who Pistol is. We're all, exactly. so, you know, and, and in that spirit, I would say that I'm taking the king of all of those next and that would be Mr. Eldridge Tiger Woods. See, I did research on this and you're right. You're in the clear here. His middle name is Tot or something like Trot. Like it's right. not Tiger. It's I thought his middle name was Tiger. It's not Tiger. That's, I but here's the thing. I enjoy calling him Eldrick. Only because everybody else in the world calls him Tiger and you just want to be a little different. And so I believe that if on that basis, as we're looking on these lists, Tiger may very well be the king of replacement names. I don't know. I'm coming in hard on this next one. This man guaranteed a Super Bowl and came through. Broadway Joe Namath. You're named after Broadway? Like, his persona, he is one of the greatest personas of all time, called his shot in a Super Bowl where he was a 17-point dog. It wins the game. Broadway Joe Namath. Rock the mink just like Conor McGregor. You can't beat it. Another great pick. Absolutely great pick. Not on my list. Just a great pick. Whoa! But you know what's interesting about that statement that you were talking about was the fact that you said that he was so famous, they named him Broadway. And it was his personality and what he had done that made that nickname powerful. But if you look at the opposite spectrum, I'm going to go with someone that you don't even know his real name, right? The only thing you recognize and remember is that black jersey. And on the back of it, it said, he hate me. Oh, no, come on. So Rod Stewart... Rod Stewart. Rod that's, Smart. That's how bad smart. it is. That's yeah, Rod terrible. Smart is now, he hate me, may have been the most iconic nickname ever created for the now defunct XFL Football League. In a, oh. in a place where all the artists had all the canvases in the world, their back was their art. He was the one name that everybody remembers when you talk about the XFL. Was he, in the XFL, were you not allowed to put, like, blowjob on the back of your jersey? Because right. that that's the move. Right. It's like blowjob wide up in the back of the end zone. But, no, that's a good one. Uh, so many other nicknames available. Uh, so, my last one, this guy played at Purdue for eight and a half years, I'm pretty sure. Uh, won a championship with the Dallas Mavericks. Ladies and gentlemen, Brian Cardinal, known as the janitor. The janitor, yep. This guy was white. He wore 17 different pair of knee braces. Simultaneously. He was, <laughs> was going bald his freshman year at Purdue and then stayed an entire decade. Got to the pros, made it to the league, and they nicknamed him the janitor because he does everything in between. He was like a four-minute a game, five boards, three fouls kind of guy. To me, one of the greatest nicknames of all time, the janitor. Love it. Nice, nice. I, I give you props on that. I like the janitor. You're right. That guy had a career at Purdue that was significantly longer than just about any person in college basketball, unless they played at Duke, that I can think of. 
I swear it's like the NCAA forgot about him and they just like let him play two extra years. Like it was like some sort of special thing, for, like make a wish or something like that. The guy went bald his freshman year at Purdue. He went completely bald. It was beautiful. So let me get this right. Uh, that's five now. Are we five yeah, each? That's the team. Okay. I really, by the way, the ones I missed, I really wanted to hit shoeless Joe Jackson, Iron Mike Tyson, and the Slim Reaper Kevin Durant. But it didn't. It never picked up. Here's my problem, and I like that because you had the Durantula at Kevin Durant. But that, but you're oh. stupid. Uh, I I too have Iron Mike Tyson on my list, yeah. who I think is awesome. My other ones included uh, Magic Johnson, like Good. the true. Real other than Tiger, Magic's probably the most commonly used nickname for the sport. Individual. I always thought Doc. I always thought Doctor J would be like that too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Julie Serving isn't said as much. It's Doctor J when you say like Magic Doctor J kind of thing. So I got confused on one, and I, I I quickly Googled, but I I found what is Usain Bolt's nickname, or is it just no. his name is so good he doesn't need a nickname. Bolt. He just be Bolt, right? Yeah, he doesn't need a nickname. Yeah, no nickname. Kind of so, like Michael Jordan doesn't need a nickname. Right. Funny. And then yeah. uh, you mean the Air Jordan. Um, yeah. And then I also have the the uh, postman always delivers Carl the mailman Malone. Uh, that's a good one. That's yeah, a good one. It was a good one. I like that one as well. So that that's uh, oh, and then I have I I had a a really far kind of reach and and that was uh, uh, Leroy Roberts, I think. Satchel Page. Oh, but Satchel okay. Page. I know the nickname, and I didn't. I couldn't have bet. I'm not far enough removed to understand how far back that name goes. But I, I tell you, that name goes far back. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So that was my list. Here's the uh, end of mine, real quick. Dominique Wilson, Wilkins, the Human Highlight film, good one. Good Deion one. Sanders, prime time, and the all timer. When he, the only time he ever talks about him, you put him was when he got him out of a pack of cards. Oil Cam Boyd. Oil Can Boyd, nice. Oil Can Boyd, what an all-timer that is. Yeah, that's a good list. So also, give me again, just so I have this officially done, so when I make it, what were your top five again? Babe Ruth, the Sultan of Swat. We'll right. go with Gretzky as the great one, but I also want a Dale Sr. throw in there for the Intimidator. By the way, could you see that I was ready for that? Yes. Uh, Pete Maravich. All right. Broadway Joe and Bryant Cardinal, the janitor. You know what? I hate to say this, but I think uh, uh, the Bryant Cardinal pick is has destined your list to be doomed. So. No, I think no, I think the opposite way. Once, okay. So any women. Wait a second. Wait a second, right? second. Wait a second. Let me get my list out so our listeners have this full thing. So. Oh, just say women are got to research Bryant Cardinal. They're gonna see this janitor ass looking dude and be like, "That's a great nickname." Okay. Well. Just for the record, mine was uh, Mr. Michael Air Jordan. Trash. Dean of Mean Keith Jardine. Tiger Eldridge Woods. William the Refrigerator Perry. I like that one. And Rod, he hate me smart. I don't see. I think that one's trash. So. By the way, we left left off uh, Joe DiMaggio, the Yankee Clipper. Great nickname. Right. Oh, and you know the one I wanted to use, but it was so tough, was Gronk. But it's like it's it's just his last name. People just like shortened it, so it's not really a nickname. Right. Well, I think those are, are those are two good lists, and I'll be interested to see what the feedback looks like when we uh, post this list. Two dollar holler, I get more votes. 
$2 holler? Okay, well, well, how about you just make it simple? It's $2 holler goes to the victor. So, right. minimum 10 votes. No right, voting yeah, by we'll... your, and you can't vote. <laughs> All right, I won't vote. I won't vote. All right. All right, we've got to get to the, uh, the one that's going to fry your brain the most today, Jason. we got to get into Jason Explains. Now, wait a uh, second. Last you, you need to let everyone know here. I just, I just need to state this. Jared gives me zero time for prep work on these things. You should. I don't want you to. I want to see what you think it is. Like, okay. it's, there should be no prep at all. I think you're the smartest guy I've ever met. So oh. when dump come up in my life, I'm like, I'm going to ask this guy what I think. So, so right. last night I had a fit of something that happens every once in a while to human beings. And I just sat there. I was like, why does this happen to us? Jason, explain to me why we sneeze. Like, what, what makes the human body sneeze? What muscle starts to sneeze? Where is this coming from? I, that's awesome. That's a great question. And I'm going to try between a combination of very little knowledge and absolute large amounts of bullshit, try to figure this one out <laughs> for you. So here's what I think, right? It seems to me that usually a sneeze is always engaged or 90% of the time engaged starting in the nose. So okay. it, it has to be the reflex system uh, that the human body has in order to prevent uh, anything from going in to that, that it should not be going in, right? So dust particles, anything that tingles your nose, triggers your nose, causes a reaction in the body to try to project air out of your nose in order to protect it from having anything coming in. So kind of an uncertain thing, it goes, it fills it and you go. So in the same sense, as you're sick and you might have mucus or stuff kind of put together, uh, you'll actually get the same reaction and cause you to sneeze. Uh, in, case, I do know, in case any, in case anybody was wondering, that was me sneezing in the background. There. So, okay. <laughs> that was great timing. So I, I would guess to me, that's what it seems like that it's a natural reaction. The body creates as a defense mechanism to either prevent anything from getting in, or if it believes something's in there is to try to push it out of the body. I had a sneeze yesterday froze me in time man and like 13 more came behind it i don't understand why they just keep coming it just it seems like it's so you're to me i always thought it was like an error in our system it was like it was like a, a number rounding off like nine 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 rounding off you think it's a defense mechanism because we're getting too, like we're almost like overloaded by particles i i think that the body's natural reaction is to defend against it so it it tries to project out of that area now i'm, I'm trying to think every time i sneeze how many times are those? Uh, said maybe because I, I think do I sneeze if I take in a big breath sometimes as well? I, I get it. I, I'm not sure. That's that's a great question. I really have nothing. How about but, this? Do you try to hold back your sneeze or do you just let it rip? Uh, I don't even cover. I don't cover anything, man. If you're around me and I'm sneezing, I mean I'm I put my face down, but I'm sneezing as hard as I can. Um, I would say that. Generally speaking, and this is, so my wife and I, this is another question follow up for you on this. So generally speaking, I sneeze uh, and I don't try to stop it because whether it's a wife's tail or something, it yeah, hurts. right, right. You could like bust an eye vessel or something I've heard yeah. before. Right. So I, I tried, right. But my wife and I, she yells at me because 
ever since I've been sneezing, I go, ha and I use my hands as a defense mechanism so I don't just spew out all over. She goes, either shoot it straight out or use your arm. But when you've oh, done just, this your entire life. That was a dab. You just dabbed on me, man. I know what you're trying to do there. <laughs> Yo, but I mean, and so are you, when you sneeze, are you just, do you not try to prevent any of it? If, if I use one word to explain the way I sneeze, I'd use banshee. Like, I, <laughs> I don't care, man. Like, I, there could be snot coming out of the nose, all that. I am letting it rip. I, there's one time I remember sneezing back in the day, and it, like, hurt. I, like, made some weird noise, and I was like, <laughs> no, never again. Like, it is a quad going over a 20-foot hill. I'm letting it go completely. Now, here, I got a question for you using the word quad. We'll go to the date, about November 25th, 1991. I sneezed, burped, hiccup, and farted all within one second. Have you ever done anything like this? Um, I, I don't know if I can be as precise in the date time. Oh, as I, you are. <laughs> I was at Thanksgiving dinner. I sneezed so hard, it made me hiccup. And I burped when I did that, and I just farted. And it all happened within a second, man. I thought my body was going to combust. Like, there was so much pressure in so many different ways. Does that? Do you think that's just like a gigantic air bubble inside of you that took four different routes and it kind of banged out through it? Did your ears pop? My, yes! Dude, my grandma's turkey was real dry that year. I'm not going to lie to you. Cranberries couldn't help. But I remember when I made all these noise, everybody looking at me, and I'm like, the quad. Like, I just, in my mind, it's like four things happen all at once. Like, I'm surprised I'm alive to talk about it. I need to get, like, a wristband going. Yeah, I've had the uh, the unfortunate time when I've been sick. Uh, I did the sneeze, puke, and shit myself simultaneously oh, move. That's <laughs> 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 I didn't see that coming. Ellie, Ellie, I'll take the clean up. <laughs> well, the really bad part of it all was bad part. Yeah, the bad part. The okay. uh, I started with the puke and I was going forward towards the toilet. And when it occurred, I was not prepared for the uh, back shot that occurred as well. Uh, but fortunately, I was still in some clothing and uh, that caught that. And I was horribly sick. So I <laughs> lunged out of my bed, made it in. And so that's that was my trifecta there. <laughs> Oh my God! I never thought the quad could be beat. The quad is deceased. R.I.P. <laughs> well, oh my. I'm glad at this point you are absolutely as red as your hat, which is. Oh my God! That was hilarious. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, everyone, but Lord have mercy, that was funny. No problem. You know, I think what we need to do is kind of shift away, uh, and it seems like we need to cover a segment that we always cover. But. It sounds like you've been getting some feedback over the interwebs, and so we've made an agreement, and I'll let you explain. So not all of you watch Big Brother, which we understand, uh, but a good amount of you do, and we've been, I've been texting people back and forth on it. So instead of going on and on about Big Brother, we have two minutes 
we're going to talk about Big Brother. I'm going to set a timer. We're going to go as fast as we can just to update. Because other than that, me and Jason don't talk about it. Because you can never tell. There's so many episodes in a week. There's like 17. You can never tell where anybody's at. As in the last episode when Jason didn't know who was out of the house. And I already knew. So I'm going to go ahead and start the timer. You ready, Jason? Three, two, one. Let's go. Can you believe they kept Christmas? Absolutely. As I didn't know previously, but it occurred when I hadn't seen the show, I knew she was going to stay. I just had that idiot. feeling. Idiots. Absolute idiots. Well, Cillian sucked, but anyways. Uh, when the guy did the Ramses went into the uh, veto and he had to throw it and he got second place, shouldn't he have just sat down or did nothing? Uh, I would have thought so. I think it was still just a complete load of crap. He was trying to go through and win anyways because his personality wanted him to win which I, I appreciate i was hoping he would have but you know the way they edited it that thing you knew that paul had a, an impressive time because they were showing him fumbling through everything so i knew he was probably going to be three or four minutes yeah but the fact that ramsey's wouldn't listen one of the dumbest moves of all time like you just go in there you fall down and you just sit there for 27 minutes explain the three votes ramsey's got uh, I think it was the th- I think it was to throw people off. I think Christmas and everybody did it, so they questioned who made the votes. And Christmas coming back, like, why would I ever vote for Ramses? But Christmas is maybe, but Christmas is so detached that you're saying she did it sto- totally by herself on her side. To mess, to mess with things, so when she comes back, she's like, "Why in the world I did not go Ramses?" I think she was uh, there was definitely some stuff going on there, a little bit deeper the end of the game. Right, and how about uh, Cody's? attempt there at the end to try to make up some ground for uh, his babe uh, by trying to throw a few people under the bus. What do you think about that? Uh, terrible move. you got to understand that. And I, I didn't get to talk to you about this. I had a conspiracy theory going already. They're going to let people back into the game because Megan left early, so you gotta, you're got you off on schedule. So now one of the four get back in, and Cody's clearly going to strong on him. Ten seconds to go, Jason. Who's getting eliminated this week? This week getting eliminated will be... Ramsey's. I'm going to say his girlfriend, Jessica. And okay. everybody, that was, two, that was two minutes. On the dot. Look at that. Two minutes, 0.71 seconds. Awesome. Wow. Awesome. Well, I think this is a good time to take a break and get ready so we can bring our very first guest ever on the podcast gonna, on. Uh, you know what, Jason? I'm going to disagree. I'm oh. going to disagree with you. Oh, yeah? I would like to play net worth game real quick. I got an ultimate net worth game guy for you. We won't take too much time on him today. So we're playing the I game would, that you study intensely against me guessing. And, 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 and we've had this competition now. And I do believe someone is undefeated. And it's not the one everyone thinks it would be. The guy that studies this with all of his might. Jason, you're 1-0. Yes, you're undefeated. I don't study anything. I just see things and I look up. By the way, I wasn't too far off. I was only I had him over by 12 million. The, the keyword is over. I don't remember that being over. So today, Jason, we're going to do a professional wrestler that is dear to both of our hearts. Um, pretty easy to get this name and make a guess. Uh, Ted DiBiase, the million dollar man. So what do you I- think? How do, Are we how do saying what the Ted DiBiase, the fictional character, says he no. was worth? Or are we talking no. about the actual wrestler, Ted DiBiase, the million-dollar man, what he's worth? B. We're doing okay. B. Okay. So let me think. My logic here is going to suck because 
Ted DiBiase wrestled for a very long time in a time when the industry didn't pay anything and everybody was doing drugs. Uh, but he's had a very long career and a very marketable career because uh, I think the Ted DiBiase million dollar belt still sells on WWE.com. Uh, I still see his stuff around. I would say generally I'm going to take $7.5 million. First off, I think no matter what we look up, it's going to say a million dollars. I agree with you right off the bat. Uh-huh. I think it's going to mess with us because he's his name, the million dollar man. Right. Um, I, I would, I would go way lower than that. Um, I just think once again, the old school guys, they, it's just, you know, they made no money. They blew it all on Coke and whores and they lived it up that way. Million dollar man. I'm going to double his worth and say he's a $2 million man. Man. All right. I think you're probably right. Oh, you got to be shitting me. <laughs> $1 million. He's the million dollar man. Well, I don't I think that counts in. No, I swear to God, it says million dollars. No, I'm not taking that. That We're not going to use that. Of course it's going to say that. I've clicked, I've clicked the first two. Of course they're going to say the million dollar man's worth a million dollars. I, but I've never fought this thing. I've never looked anywhere else. On the, on this on, on the Rich's website, he's under review, which I don't even know what that means. He probably doesn't have a million bucks. He's actually the million dollar man. That is amazing to me. I, Jason, I swear to you, I, I just looked it up on another celebrity net worth 123.com. He's worth a million dollars. That's wow. impossible. I, wow. I, I'm going to protest that one. I'm keeping my undefeated streak alive because I think most people Jason, realize... I didn't get it. Oh, you were over too. Okay, good. Unless I'm still going to protest. Closest. I guess we got to do closest, so I win that. So one nope. on one. Nope. Without going over, you named the rules, so I think it was. Whatever. Wow. We why? <laughs> here's the question: Of the two geniuses on the phone on the line right now, neither one of us just picked a million dollars. I'd just be double that because I was like, it'll be worth more than that. Now I feel really stupid. Wow. Whatever. All right. So. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. We are very pleased to have with us our very first guest ever. Uh, it's a good friend of mine, good friend of Jared's. We've known this guy for many, many years. Dr. Michael Mim. Hey, Mike. Hey, guys. Did you just show us a degree? I did. Wow. We are video Skyping everyone so we can see each other on this one. So Mike is showing off his degrees from the 1800s. So. Indeed. Very happy to be here. Honored to be the first guest. Thanks for having me. Well, we're glad you could make it after uh, a very rough weekend that I know you went through. Uh, and when I was on the road with you this weekend, we experienced some interesting uh, activities on our quest to follow the Scarlet and Gray. Uh, and I was going to tell Jared all about it, but I decided it would be best if we could bring Jared in on some of the things that happened on our trip. Uh, and so I would want to get Jared's very, very well-educated opinion around this subject. And I thought nothing better than to bring the doctor himself on to discuss this. And then probably one of the premier... Mozart's, maybe the Beethoven of this particular art, 
Mr. Jared Camden can describe his philosophy surrounding this. And this topic today is sports hecklers or sports heckling. So, uh, Mike, uh, try to catch you off guard a little here, but why don't you uh, give us a little insight on the activities that we did this weekend? I'm happy to do so, so I can set the scene. Uh, If you've heard of the basketball tournament, it's an open uh, national tournament that's been going on the last few summers. A lot of former college, some former pro, a lot of pro European players play. It's a 64-team national tournament where the winning team uh, gets $2 million. So last, I think the first year was 2014. The winning team was uh, former players from Notre Dame. The last two years, some European team has won. Um, And this year, our our own uh, Ohio State alumni, Scarlet and Gray, I'm thinking that's the, is that like the 2010, 2012 Circa team? Was that the craft years? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they put a team together in uh, historic Peoria, Illinois, was their first-round matchup. So uh, Jason was kind enough to join the kids and I to uh, stroll down there and watch the Scarlet and Gray uh, lace them up one more time. So let me just uh, kind of give you some feedback here, Jared. I think this is going to be some good background for you. First thing, um, from Chicago to Peoria, it's a beautiful two and a half hour drive in the middle of the Midwest with absolutely nothing going on. When we arrived nothing. in Peoria, we weren't sure if we were going to be able to park close enough to the stadium to uh, get within walking distance if we were going to need to take a taxi in and we should park <laughs> outskirts of the city and Uber in. Um, yeah. As we pulled in and made our way in in the minivan that Mike so eloquently drove all the way there, we pulled in and we literally parked on the across the street from the stadium on the street with the little sign that said TBT pointing towards the Bradley basketball stadium. <clears throat> okay, so no one's there. First come, first serve, baby. Yeah. That's how we do it. Yeah. Uh, I would say the one security guard that was working the metal detector, the lettuce in, probably was even bored until the rush of the Mim family came along with myself. So when we got into the arena uh, and, and to preface all this, we originally thought the game took place earlier in the day. So we ended up arriving quite early, probably at least a full game and a half early before Ohio state played. Um, But it was actually a great strategy. I think Mike actually had this figured out because when we got there, we're able to get in and get three rows off. The very first row you could get if you didn't have super reserve special VIP tickets. So we were in the very best seats you could possibly have. Uh, And as we sat down, there was a great game going on. And we have Mike and Mike's kids uh, with us. And it was really cool. And then we actually got entertained both on the floor and off the floor simultaneously. <laughs> yeah, we sat right down in the middle of a game between, what was it, former Iowa State and a uh, Southside team called the Hoopsters. So we sat unknowingly right in the middle of the fans of the Hoopsters. And directly one back, <clears throat> one left was, uh, I think, the star of the stands uh Peoria one of the the great south side hecklers 
um, that I've been in contact with in my last five years here in Chicago. And uh, he was a loud motherfucker. Let me tell you, the quality, Jared, of garbage talk going on the floor was about Mm. as good as any basketball talk I've ever seen, especially that close. There was a 40-year-old guy from the South Side group. 40, you know how I know he was 40? Because as His he number was, was 40. Could, no, because no, as he, he was leading... everybody during the game. Yeah. <laughs> I'm 40 and I'm wearing your ass out! <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. But what was amazing was, as good of talker as he was, he paled in comparison to the gentleman that was located about 12 feet behind us. Yep. So what, was this guy talking, he was talking shit to people in the stands or all the players? All the players. Everybody. Yeah, no, one, no one in the stands was, uh, that was actually notable, is the competition was healthy, not super uh, adversarial, I guess. So there was no cross-heckling going on, which was probably a good thing. So let me give you a few examples of this Mozart that was working deftly his voice during this time. And I think you could appreciate this. At one point, there was quite a few Ohio State fans in our area. We were sitting directly next to the team we were playing fans and boyfriends, right? Because this is the, the women of the other team that we were playing was sitting literally right next to me. And this young gentleman behind us, who's probably in his 30s maybe, 25, 30s, yeah. this heckler, got into a really neat conversation with uh, Jared Sullinger. At one point, he decided that Jared Sullinger's new nickname, instead of Sully, should be called Soul Food. <laughs> so he kept calling okay. him Soul Food. It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. No. But then I think he went a step too far when he started shouting and anointing that as the new nickname. Right. <laughs> like that. Soul food! Soul food! That's your new nickname now, Jared! Oh, wait, is Jared looking up, giving him any eye contact? Oh yes. Oh, yes. oh that's then Jared, that's the thing. You got it. number one rule. If you're a if you're an athlete and someone's tackling you, they don't they're not there. That's why Barry Bonds and all those guys were so good. They just ignore. If you make eye contact with me, I've got you. Game is over. Jared, it wasn't eye contact. It was complete conversations going on between the heckler <laughs> and Jared Sollinger. <laughs> So first they started first they started in on Jared, of course, about his size and about his ability to get up and down the court. So he's winded, get him some oxygen. So then Jared hits a free throw. So this guy's whole conceit all three games, which was odd because he was cheering for the hoopsters in the first game that we were there for, the South Side team. I was very surprised that he also had a hand and a rooting interest in the third game. But Jared, this would be a good place for you to provide some color commentary on the heckling. Um, but so his whole thing was, I just need you to miss one. So Jared hits one. He's like, come on, Jared, get him the oxygen, get him some oxygen. Well, then Jared looks over and says, you can't get in this head, and then knocks down free throw number oh, two. Oh, no. And it was on. And then, oh, no. and then the poor gentleman was chuckling because he'd been acknowledged as any good heckler. Yeah. That was kind of the absolute pinnacle of this. But it went on because the next time down, the guy goes dribbling down from the other team, I think falls down 
and then there's a turnover. And as he's coming back, Jared Sullinger looks back at the heckler and says, you caused that. That is your fault. That is all your <laughs> fault. That's your fault right there. Oh, my God. <laughs> and what, did this guy back down to keep going? or No, oh, no. he actually, it, it, and again, we could use some color commentary on this, but that got him going, and then it got slightly uncomfortable. And no. when I, think, I think that's when the Facebook Live started. And then he went after another of our more portly uh, players. So what's that guy's name? Is it Miller? Yeah, Miller. Yeah, so he played for Ohio University. He came in as kind of the guard behind Kraft. Yeah. And the guy fights MMA, right? Holy so shit. Jason said he basically looks like Cormier He Jr. looks exactly like Daniel Cormier. Yeah. So then he started calling him the new mascot, get the mascot <laughs> off the floor. What, did, what the hell did he call him? He didn't call him the Buckeye. It's like, get the Mr. Buck off the floor. Yeah. He goes, you gotta go, Buck off the, you gotta go, you gotta go, you gotta go, gut guy. Yeah. Gut guy. No, he goes, get the guy. nut off the floor. You gotta get the nut off the floor. Get the Buck nut. Yeah. That was it. Get, get the, the Buck nut off the floor. I like that one. I'm a fan. And then it's a lot of the referring to the Facebook Live, a lot of the look at me, look at this, look at and me, then look at this. Once it was, like once the Buckeyes had victory secured which was not till very very late in the game right this gentleman then walks down on the floor which is just two rows down and starts trying to get reactions from the guy for his instagram and he's starting to yell out his instagram handle (laughs) to all these guys so they'll follow him (laughs) this is not good (laughs) that's not that's terrible man See, that's just making it about yourself. It shouldn't be. Yeah, that's not. Was, that's not the right kind of heckling. So in my, my it was quality, or it was quantity, not quality, is what I would say. He was a he was a volume shooter. So that's yeah. uh, that's what I kind of wanted to talk to Jared about was, at the end of the day, what is the real goal of heckling? We've mentioned it a few yeah, times. Mindset. Yeah, well, we've mentioned a few times on the podcast that uh, that Jared has the ability to go to eleven in some of these environments. Uh, and so I was just curious, Jared, if you could kind of give us a little bit of your background so we could qualify your expertise. So then we could get your overall opinion. So we have a professional expert opinion and a doctor's opinion simultaneously on this subject. Mm. I feel that we're doing our listeners a great service providing this. So I'm really interested in hearing what you think, Jared. Well, thank you so much. You know, I like the, it's nice that I get to speak before the doctor does. Um, Today, I did some rough estimates. I believe I've been thrown out of at least 28 events in my life. Um, that's really hard to judge, though, because in high school, they actually banned me from all sporting events for, <laughs> for, for a good stretch. And so I didn't know how to throw that number in. Um, one that really comes to mind was my sophomore year on varsity girls soccer at... Um, <laughs> I swear to God, I, I have plenty of people can back this story up. Uh, Hilliard Davidson, I think the, yeah, Hilliard Davidson, one of their players like went down for like a third time and I just start letting this girl have it. I'm just riding number 21 that she's falling, faking all this stuff. And like nobody else is talking in the stadium. It took three minutes to have me thrown out of there. They're like, absolutely not. Like, don't come back to girls soccer games. (laughs) Nobody is allowed to scream like this. Um, when it comes to heckling though, it's about the advantage. Um, you can't make it completely about yourself. 
Um, you also got to chant for the team. Like, if the, I go to a Clippers game and I'm an asshole and I'm chanting and stuff, then I'll mix in a couple, like, let's go Clippers or ring your bells. You got to stay on that. You can't make everything be negative because then your own crowd will turn against you, which I have had happen to me. So you got to be really careful in that sense. But I, I think it's more about the ability to affect the game. So if I can find any way to affect the game in a small way that changes it, I'm, I'm like, boom, I've, I did that. And for a Clippers game, it's like $7 a ticket. So if I get thrown out and they're like, you're out of here, I'm going to be like, cool. <laughs> like, it was worth my $7 I just spent, so. Yeah. Well, Mike, do you think there was an advantage gained or lost because of the heckler that was in our crowd today? That is the question. Is It probably depends on the athlete, right? Is do you gain an advantage or do you just piss the guy off and end up costing your team? Ooh. Hold on, but if you're just, I'm saying he didn't have the right way of going about it. Totally agree. So if you have the right way of going about it, a heckler is very, very, like, especially in a small arena like that. If you oh, get yes. on somebody's side and you can ride them, I mean, the a complete complexion changes. It's like, even if when you're playing like flip cup or something like that, and the person's right in front of you, if you start really getting on someone, the pressure will get to them. So I would say the venue was very conducive to the opportunity for effective heckling, but this guy was clearly out of his class going after an NBA player who had probably heard it all and seen it all and, and been through it all. And also, you know, Sully, I'm sure in high school and definitely in college was a target. So it's not like this guy was coming up with something new. He definitely didn't do any research. Um, so that I would say it was definitely advantage Scarlet and Gray. Oh, no, here, here's another part of it. If I go into a stadium and you're like, hey, Jared, we want you to heckle number 34. I'm Wikipedia in this guy. I'm looking at <laughs> Twitter. I'm trying to find his girlfriend's name. Like, and I'm, But I'm not going to cuss at the guy. Nothing like that. I'll just ask him stupid questions. But like, put up a wonder or two. Are you Macho Man or Hulk Hogan guy? And just kind of, if you can get them to look at you one time, it is completely on. But... I like it to be like when I got on Neil Walker at the Clippers games, he hit a home run and my whole section gave him a standing ovation. So when he, and I was, in, I was on third baseline. So when he hit second base, you're damn right. He was staring at our section. Like he was going to talk it. And when he walked by, we were giving him a standing ovation. And he's like, Oh my God. Like I can't, I can't get over on these guys. They completely own me. I think that's the key. You got to be really smart about it. You can't just walk into a stadium and be like, I'm going to be all over these people. You got to really pick your spots. Like, I'll, I'll put my my uh, my favorite story of heckling of all time. Uh, Mike Mim almost threw me out of a basketball game in the crowd. <laughs> that he, That's right. Because that <laughs> I had his sons yell, Casalupa, super loud during a girl's foul free throw shot. Now the girl was probably only like seven years old. Mike's team was up by like 35. So should I have had his kids do this? I don't know. And this happened one year ago, like right now. So... <laughs> I, that was one game where I almost got thrown out that it did not count. So That's a case where you brought advanced techniques to rookie hecklers. They, oh. they were not ready for the game. I was the Jetsons. That game was the Flintstones, dude. That was not good. <laughs> <laughs> oh. What is your guys' favorite heckler chants? Like, do you guys have, like, fa like, air ball? Like, that's always a classic. Airball, I think, is definitely an effective one. I like that na-na-na-na, hey, 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 goodbye. 
Good airballs, airball's good though because I'll airball my own team. Like, <laughs> somebody on my airballs it, I gotta join in a little bit too. Like that's just the game. Have you guys ever played past the peanut? I'd be amazing to say no. Past the peanut. Yeah. So when we used to go to uh, jackets games back in the day, we'd buy a bag of peanuts, and then we would just stand up and start chanting past the peanut and start passing it to our left, and see how far this one peanut could get through sections. So by the the jacket used to be terrible. So by the second quarter, we could get it where it'd go like four sections, and everybody's like chanting like pass the peanut. So everybody in the bottom be like, what the hell is going on upstairs? So pass the peanut, absolutely classic game right there. Wow. So Mike, That's amazing. I'm glad you could join us today, but uh, I do have a couple questions for you to kind of go full circle on this podcast today. Jared and I were okay. having a little debate earlier about greatest. Uh, nicknames in sports. So, what I'd like to do, catch you off guard here a little, but I want to give, I want you to give me your top three names, best nicknames of all time in sports. So, best is kind of like defining the MVP. Is it the best guy on the best team, or is it the best season overall? So, I would it's say. The best it's the best nickname. No, no, no. It's by like the coolness of what the nickname is, not. So that's what I'm saying. If yeah. the idea is the coolest, of, because if it's what is the best nickname, I would have to go Magic. Magic is the uh, best nickname, but that's obviously not the most clever or the coolest or anything like that. So I'd say, again, no preparation. Off the top of my head, I'd go with the Big Hurt. Nice. All right, that's two. Captured Who's... the guy, sounded cool. What's number three? Oh, I have to do a third. Yes. Um, Riveting. Pistol Pete is solid. Mm. Wow. Good call. That, that I, I think in the category of uh, the big hurt. I drafted him number three. Nice. And Mike, yeah. and just for your knowledge, it went, Jared's picks were Babe Ruth, the, oh, salt, the salt of SWAT. The salt of SWAT. That's classic. Uh, that's good. He tried to put the intimidator in, but we have an unwritten rule, actually a written rule that you can't use NASCAR anywhere in this podcast. So I threw that out. Oh, so I he, thought it was just NASCAR, not a sport, yeah. which should be a podcast topic. <laughs> yeah. Then, so he went with the great one, Mr. Wayne Gretzky. Uh, See, now, darn, I would challenge these. That is not that cool of a nickname. Oh my God! You're the one. Like they're admitting, like you're the greatest of all time. Like how oh. would you, you in your sport? Go with greatest of all time, Ali. No. No. Oh, okay. So then we had uh, at number three was Pistol Pete Maravich, from Jared. Sorry. Number four was Broadway Joe, and number oh. five, the sleeper, was the unknown, very unheralded, unheralded, Brian Cardinal known as the janitor that played for Purdue for a uh, better part of eight years in basketball, if you remember that guy. Indeed. He, won, he won a title with Dallas, too. His nickname was the janitor, dude. He, that's the greatest white guy nickname in the history of sports to me. That's solid. And my list was, of course, number one for me was Michael Air Jordan. Trash his his no. No awesome. one calls him that. Everybody calls him Michael Jordan. No one calls no, him Air. No, 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 no. People called him Air Jordan all the time back in the Thank 80s. You. I Thank dispute, you. Dispute no, that's that. a brand. 
No, a, before before he won titles, he was absolutely Air Jordan. A lot like before LeBron won titles, he was King James, and now no one calls him that anymore. No, they call him bitch. But what I'm trying to say here is that the Air Jordan thing wore off because he just needs Michael Jordan as a name. So that's why I'm saying, like, it doesn't have— No one calls Babe Ruth the Sultan of Swat 20 years later. (laughs) 20 years later? 20 years—you think 20 years after Babe Ruth was hitting there, they generally called him first off the tongue the Sultan of Swat? That's because he had the most all time for, like, 30 more years. He was the Sultan Swat. Well, Mike, and let me give you the rest of the list here. So we had Michael. Go ahead. Go ahead. We had Michael, on vaudeville, yes, he did. So go we ahead. had Michael Air Jordan. Then we had Todd. the Dean of Mean, Keith Jardine, the UFC fighter. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, William the Refrigerator Perry. Oh, Tiger Woods. Nice. And then nice. the out of left field, but I still remember this one more than most. Rod, he hate me smart. <laughs> so again, I would say on the the classic excellence of the nickname, Jared's list wins. But if you go by the cleverness of the coolness of the nickname, I would give the nod to Jason's list. We'll edit that last part out. So, They're both excellent. So the doctor says I win. And uh, he said I won. <laughs> All right, Mike. Well, we really appreciate you joining us today. Thank you very much for the wonderful basketball experience. Uh, And we look forward to having you back on on our next podcast down the road. And we'll tap more into your doctor skills. Thanks for having me, guys. Hey, Mike, you suck. (laughs) Follow us on Twitter at Two Guys Being Dudes, at JBCamIII, and at JFrost. Follow on Instagram at Two Guys Being Dudes. Visit us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Two Guys Being Dudes. And on the web at www.twoguysbeingdudes.com.